BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Sif Heider, the founder of Array. I'm a wellness entrepreneur and digital creator, and this is my show, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Listen, I love dreaming big, but you know what I love more? Actually having the resources to make those big dreams happen. And hey, dreams can sometimes be private jets, but other times they can look a little something like having the best skin of your damn life or starting a successful business, or delving into spirituality. So on this podcast, I chat with experts and thought leaders from different fields about their tips and tricks on doing exactly that. So let's get right into it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Dream Bigger podcast. So today's guest is someone I had wanted to chat with for, I don't even know, for so long because I am such a fan of her brand. I am, of course, talking about Nicole Trunfio, who is the founder of Bumpsuit. So Nicole, I was so interested in speaking to because she was a supermodel who then turned into a founder. And after speaking to her, or even during speaking to her, rather, I was blown away by how smart she is. She is just on top of it. And, you know, we all hear about these celebrity started brands who, you know, don't really necessarily they're not operators, right? They're just like the face of the brand. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it's very, very cool when you meet someone who really knows how to do the work. Nicole is sharp and just knows what she's doing. And she has really done something very revolutionary when it comes to Bumpsuit because she's created these products, well, products as in clothing, whether it's like little jumpsuits or whatever products she has, it just makes you feel really chic if you're pregnant. But like me, if you're if you're like me and not pregnant, you can still wear their products. And that's why I was so excited to speak to her because I actually discovered Bumpsuit on Revolve years ago and I picked up one of their jumpsuits and I was like, this is like the most flattering thing ever. So I pair mine with blazers all the time and I always, always get compliments. So she's done something incredible and I'm really excited to bring you this conversation. Before we dive in, I want to bring you this week's review, which comes to us from, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this. I don't even know if it's one word, but it is Etiopevin5678. And they say, love it. I'm a new listener and just what I need in my life right now. It's the perfect mix between wellness and Hollywood lifestyle. Thank you so much for leaving this review. And, you know, you guys, if you have a couple of seconds, I so, so appreciate any feedback you can give me. So, All you have to do is open up the Apple podcast app, scroll down to the bottom where it says rate and review the show. If you feel like I have earned it, 
please leave me a five-star rating. And in the review section, tell me anything you want me to know. The more information you give me, the better. I would love to know who your favorite guests have been, guest requests you have for future episodes, any topics you really, really like and want me to touch on more. Honestly, the more information you can give me, the better, because it just allows me to continue to serve you content that brings you value. All right, you guys, with that, let's welcome Nicole to the Dream Bigger podcast. I actually ordered my first bump suit months ago. Like it was, it was sometime last year and it yeah. was the one shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, the dress, the Sarah? No, it's the one shoulder romper. With shorts. Okay, yeah. cool. It yep. was the so, rummy. so cute. Yeah. Always get compliments. Yeah. It's awesome. such a good piece and I'm not even pregnant. Yeah. So when I, I mean, wore that, I was like, Wait, is this bumpsuit? I'm wearing bumpsuit. I always wear it. You can wear it pregnant or not pregnant. I was going to ask you, obviously, where your dress is from. And I was like, it's it's probably bumpsuit. This is our new sculpting rib. So it's great because it's like actually got some structure, shapewear structure to it. But it's really good for pregnancy because it just supports and helps you like lifts, lifts the bump. It gives that extra support. I feel like pregnant or not. I mean, I've never been pregnant, but like I put on that outfit and I was like, shit you're like i could get pregnant yeah yeah definitely could (laughs) you know gotta hide from my husband (laughs) totally a lot of people that yeah they love it just you know obviously we market to maternity because i feel like that industry is just so boring and it just hasn't ever been like you know redefined for a modern woman and like a modern pregnancy and where we are now as women in society, like really catering towards what we need. Well, I mean, pregnancy like shouldn't be this like frumpy experience because like I think like for me personally, I really care about feeling put together. And I don't know, like on days where I'm just wearing like disgusting, I don't know, like stained sweatpants or whatever, I just don't feel like myself. And I feel like I can't show up as my best self at work. Like, I don't know, for me, it's something I really care about. And so it's really cool that you were able to create this brand for a category that's just so outdated. Yeah, absolutely. So it w- it came out of a need, really. Like I have had three kids and on the first two, I found myself just, you know, trying to fit into my regular clothes mm-hmm. because I didn't want to go and buy maternity clothes because I just hated the idea of that. It's like, you're a science project and now your jeans all of a sudden have this like stretchy additional like part on it that you're going to wear for a few months and then throw away, which I also, I really don't like that aspect either. I'm really about sustainability in terms of, you know, keeping your wardrobe, having investment pieces and having it forever. Mm -hmm. So that model didn't really suit me. Yeah. I also, at the time that I had my third and created Mumps, it was a mother of two, I drive like we live outside of town and I drive an hour and a half dro- to drop my kids off at school every morning. Wow. I don't have a night nurse with the newborns. I just like I'm really overprotective of my my kids. I just couldn't do that. And my mm-hmm. husband's always away because he's a musician. So he's traveling. So I'm literally doing it by myself, waking up in, three times in the night with the, you know, a little one. She was like one when I fell pregnant. And then this guy who is in the studio today, you know, he was like baby Tarzan. He like made me run around and drove me crazy, just like trying to keep up with him. So I was exhausted. Very well behaved today, I must say. He's great. He's amazing. (laughs) But um, I was exhausted, you know, and so driving in and out of town, I also had my other business and I, you know, I just was like, how am I going to manage this? And I would, I was wearing this cat suit when I became pregnant 
like really inexpensive catsuit at the time. It was just like a one layer that I would, you know, put a coat on or whatever. And it was so, it was really bad quality. It had holes in the back. The zippers would bust open. (laughs) It was bad. And so I was like, but I loved the concept. Yeah. Because I got really bad acid reflux with my first two babies. Anything pressing against my stomach would just like shoot acid into my esophagus. I don't know how it works, but it was painful. It was like the worst thing. So having that like no, like, you know, band kind of like squishing your belly in any way. Mm -hmm with that one piece, like that jumpsuit, it was ideal for me, especially in my circumstance and not being able to like have any time for myself. Yeah. So I was wearing this catsuit, which I think got me pregnant. And then I started, I was like, okay, (laughs) you know, men love them. They just like die. They're sexy. You're wearing like a one piece that they just, they don't know what to do with themselves. It's so true. I'm always like, you can wear a bumpsuit if you want to get pregnant and then when you're pregnant. And then after too, it's like <laughs> perfect for all occasions. It's very sustainable. It is. It is. And so I asked my manufacturer to make me this thing that I was wearing, but like double lined, four-way stretch, YKK zipper. And she did. And I had one a day, bumpsuit a day. Didn't even know. It wasn't even called bumpsuit yet. I was just like, this thing, this catsuit thing, I don't know. Anyway, um, one of my friends was like, you should make those because you look so good every day and you can go from drop off to the office to date night and you just look good. And I felt so comfortable and I felt chic. I felt put together. I wasn't like, what am I going to wear when you're pregnant? It's already hard. Yeah. And you're wearing like a sack or something, something like just really unattractive. And so I made them and I was really close to the end of my pregnancy at that point. We shot the campaign like two weeks before I gave birth. I launched it, I think, like a couple of days before I gave birth. We did a really quick turnaround and we sold out like immediately on pre-order and then had to figure it out from there. Wait, this is insane. <laughs> I have so many questions. So even before you were, you know, working on Bumpsuit, I mean, this it's like what an insane story. But for people who don't know, you were a model before this, like full time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... Was the plan always to continue down that path and like Bumpsuit kind of fell into your lap just because of like everything that you said? Yeah, interesting question. I was a model and I had a really successful career. I still am like technically. I never wanted to be a model. So my dream, I knew I was going to be doing something in business and I knew I was going to be doing something helping people. Uh That was just always my dream as a little girl. I just knew I was going to be a businesswoman. It was like innate yeah you know yeah modeling was really like this thing that I'd never wanted it was a complete like Mm sideline to to my actual like you know intuitive goal or dream Mm -hmm. and and it was great it was a great education in fashion I got to work with like Tom Ford and Karl Lagerfeld and Donatella Versace no big deal all the people like I got to be backstage doing getting fittings but runway New York Paris Milan that to me was like a real education on it really is the base of what I'm doing now. It's like you learn about branding, aesthetic, team, you know, construction, garment construction, how long it takes, turnaround campaigns, bringing it to um, e-com. It's like art direction. It was the best school ever. It's so interesting how past careers like have such a big impact on mm. what we're doing. Like I always say, because I was a 
content creator before Ray, like full time. And then prior to that, I worked at a magazine and I was like, everything that I've done has given me the best education to being an entrepreneur. Yes. Because it was like all transferable skills. And for you, like, I mean, you were a model and you worked in fashion and all of that, like how incredible that you can apply all of it to Bumpsuit today. Yeah, it's cool. Like, it's cool to think of things that way. It's like they're just steps on the journey. Like I'm totally. sure working at a magazine, you have a lot of insight into what they're going to be looking for when you're creating your product. Your perception is just so much more like built out at that stage. Absolutely. yeah. And I think, you know, in Australia, we have this, I don't know, it's silly, but we love building our way up in a company like my dad used to say expensive university students because if you go to college or university you're too expensive to hire and then you have to start at the top Mm -hmm. whereas like if you leave school earlier you get to sweep the floor and then you know all the jobs underneath you so your perception to run that business is going to be a lot more expansive than if you're just like at the top of the food chain. Well, what's really interesting (laughs) is when you are a founder of a company, you really are mopping the floors and like doing all the kind of grunt work at the very beginning. And yes, like you're running the show, but at the same time, like you are doing every single job that exists. Yes. Like I remember packing boxes. Like I have done, there is no job at Array that I haven't done. Yeah. Fulfilled every functionality. Yeah. So, And, and you're like, you know, what's up? you're going to be a really good boss because you know exactly what everyone's doing, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. So it's the same, like interesting that your dad says that, that like, you know, like working your way up the company and expensive yeah. <laughs> university students. Yeah, he True. would say that, which is interesting because America has that mentality of like, which school did you go to? Oh, yeah. And so I think that it's just, it's cool. Both ways are cool. I wanted to be a lawyer. So I was really looking for that kind of experience and then to be in a totally different circumstance than what I'm in. But, you know, the universe had a different plan. So there's so many, you know, influencers slash model celebrity lad brands that pop up. Mm -hmm. And I feel like while there are, of course, successful ones, there's also like for every one successful one, there's probably like five to 10 that come up and fizzle out and no one even remembers. Mm -hmm. What do you think made Bumpsuit a success? Okay, first of all, like, I think since I started doing business, because I've had other companies, everyone's like, you need to put your name on it. it has to be your name, your name, your name. And I'm like, no, it, it, that is no. And I read this book, Good to Great. Oh, my God. One of my absolute favorites. I live it's by that book. so good. It, and there was one thing that stood out to me. It was like, if the company is defined by the founder or CEO, then when that person's gone, where does that leave the company? And I've always lived my life by those standards and rules. It's like, I want this company to outlive me. And so that's been my goal from the very beginning. I, despite me being like a model and having such a public career, I hate being in front of the camera. I'm a very behind the scenes person. My whole team today, when I left, they're like, oh my God, you look so good. I'm like, they're used to seeing me in like workout clothes, like, you know, blood, sweat and tears just every day. And I really enjoy that collaborative behind the scenes experience. Mm -hmm. Brainstorming, building and growing with women is really where I just, you know, thrive. And so for me, I think that that philosophy has always been just like the, the driving force. I, I really don't want to be the face of the brand. I really don't. Most people don't even know it's my company. And I really like applaud or like not applaud but I really 
pride myself in that. Yes, a hundred percent. And as you're saying it, it's exactly how I felt as well. I was like, I, I want Array to exist as an individual entity that will go on with or without me. Yeah, you know, like I want to build a legacy brand, and I don't want to be plastered everywhere. Like I, like yes, I'm the founder, but I just wanted to live on, like independently of me. Totally, and. I love that book. It's an excellent it's book. I recommend read. it to everyone. Have you also read Blitzscaling, by the way? I feel like you'd like that. It's by Reed Hoffman. No. Always recommend it to like other founders. Let's write that down. Blitz. What is it? Blitzscaling by Reed Hoffman. He's the founder Blitz of LinkedIn. Scaling? Yeah. Founder cool. of LinkedIn. Yeah. So I feel like if you like good to great, because it's one of my I favorites, then I think I you'll like that book as well. I could read it and overread it and overread it. Also, Freakonomics was really good. I've not read it. Give me it's, a little... it's really good. The, one of the things that stood out to me is like outsourcing mm-hmm. or like I, I think they were we kind of applied the same theories in one of the chapters is about JetBlue mm-hmm. as a company. Mm-hmm. They hired like in Salt Lake City, Utah. There were I guess the culture that the moms were staying at home or like a lot of women were staying at home. So they, they hired. Is it like Mormon in Salt Lake City? Yeah. Yeah, lots of Mormons. Mormon women to like do all of their customer service from home. Wow. So this is way before COVID, right? So all these women were so happy because they could work from home. They could be with their children and they were doing customer service when they had gaps in their day. And so that was a really successful initiative, I guess, from them. So that was a chapter on outsourcing. So how we applied it, I really love working with moms, you know, a lot of people that work for Bumpsuit are mums and they don't have a full-time job with us. They have like a part-time or casual, whatever they can. And they're so invested in it because they love helping women and empowering women. And they get to have that adult interaction, which if you're a mom, you you crave because mm-hmm. you're like dealing with little ones all day and you're like, I just want to talk about something like else. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a really, really, really great team. A lot of mums on the team and... Just really, it's a really good, happy, healthy dynamic. And they love working for Bumpsuit and we love having them. I love that. You guys know that I was just in Rome and the amount that I walked is unbelievable. Okay, so 20 to 25,000 steps every single day. And let me tell you, I needed to make sure that my shoes were very, very comfortable. So I tested out Vionics shoes while I was in Rome. I had the Anaya sandals. And let me tell you guys, these shoes were unbelievable. So comfortable. I have the color espresso and it looks gorgeous. It looked so cute with all my outfits and just so, so comfortable. So Vionics exclusive Vio Motion technology is what really sets them apart. They began by revolutionizing medical orthotics, and today they continue to use that science to engineer shoes that leave you feeling energized and confident all day long. They even offer a 30-day risk-free trial. Wear them, love them, or return for a full refund within 30 days if you're not satisfied for any reason. Throughout the summer, we are probably all very active, and it's just so important to have shoes that make you feel really cute in your outfits, but also that you can walk in because, let's be real, 
this is all about practicality. And I love that Vionic is able to combine the two. So, you know, whether you need sneakers for your after work walks or sandals for your weekend trips or heels, you can wear all day. Vionic offers shoes for every day, all day and every occasion. Vionic has an offer for you guys. Use code DREAMBIGGER at checkout for free shipping at www.vionicshoes.com. That is the code DREAMBIGGER at checkout for free shipping at www.vionicshoes.com. Enjoy. I am always looking to partner with and just explore innovative brands. And so I'm really excited to tell you guys about Ember Wellness because the innovation is in what they've taken away. All of their products are made from a low number of ingredients. So the ingredients that are there are at a high concentration. So you get the maximum value from them. They're super, super transparent. They show you the complete ingredient list, including the percentages of every single ingredient. And they have no fillers, no alcohol in their formulas. And all their products are sustainably sourced, organic, and made in Quebec, Canada. So shout out to another fellow Canadian brand. I love seeing Canadian brands succeed. Ember has five different sustainably sourced facial oils and hydrosols created for different skin concerns. With the hydrosols, I find them incredibly cool and interesting because it's like a hydrating mist, but it's all natural with no fillers, alcohol or additives. And you just mix a couple of drops of one of their oils in your hand and add a spritz of hydrosol and you have a beautiful clean moisturizer that sinks right into your skin, made from just three pure ingredients. Now, you guys know I love a good founder story. And so their founder, Amanda, comes from a design background. She created the line when she wanted to combine her minimal routine with a beautiful aesthetic. For me personally, my skincare routine has really widowed down over time because I feel like if you have good products, less is more. And I just want to simplify and get the best bang for my buck. And that's really what Ember does. Also, I have to say their packaging is stunning. It feels genderless. They have this beautiful frosted amber glass bottle that just feels so, so nice to hold. So, of course, Ember has a special offer for you. Visit emberwellness.com and use code DREAMBIGGER at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. That's E-M-B-E-R-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com and use code DREAMBIGGER for 15% off your first order. Enjoy. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly battling anxiety, depression, and an eating disorder. So it was a lot. I am Victoria Garrick, former Division I athlete, mental health advocate, and host of RealPod. Every Wednesday, I sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more to talk about the inner thoughts and feelings that we're all struggling with. So leave the filters and facetunes at the door and join me on RealPod. So talk to me about breaking into the fashion category as a whole, because mm-hmm. I feel like it's such a tricky category and For like, sure. you know, it's really competitive. There's brands left, right and center. Mm-hmm. So what do you think set you guys apart? Like, what did you do with messaging and what are kind of tangible takeaways you can share with other entrepreneurs kind of also trying to bust into a competitive category? Yeah. So I don't consider us like in the like fashion apparel kind of category. Mm-hmm. I consider us like a product, a product. That's pioneering. I think in Good to Great, they also talk about pioneering in something. And What can you be the best in the world at? What can you be the best at? How can you oversaturate the market in that category? And what can you pioneer in? Mm -hmm. 
there's nothing like Mumpsuit. And I'm surprised like even the name was available to trademark. Like, why hasn't anyone done that? It's true. It was just waiting for us. You know, we really pioneered it in, in, a, in a new category and a really redefining, you know, niche market, which hasn't really had any attention on it. There's no attention on this market. There's no competitors. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when people say like, what brands are you like? I would consider us like a Wolford because they're the best at hosiery. It's true. So we're the best at maternity wear mm-hmm. and postpartum. So our shapewear as well. And then we're expanding our categories this year. I don't know when this podcast is going to come out, but we have what I think we really redefined and innovated in a baby carrier as well. Oh that my we're launching God. in like a month. We've spent two years in development. It's literally my baby. Wait, this is something that we're doing that nobody else is doing yeah. as well. So first it's like really pioneering in something yeah. and finding your market. I think niche products are really cool. We could have gone wide with this because yeah. as I said, like people wear it when they're pregnant and they wear it when they're non-pregnant. But it's like, do we want to go wide with it? It's true. Or do we want to like cater to our market and dominate that market first? It is this honestly, like every entrepreneur should zoom into what you just said, because it's the same thing with us, right? Like when we decided that we were going to zoom into the digestion category Mm -hmm. because it was a direct response to our customers who were like, your bloat is insane. Or like calm has like actually helped me with my bloat. And I was like, wait a minute, if everyone's dealing with all these digestive health issues, like why don't we just focus on that? For sure. And then you're the go-to for that. Exactly. There's no like confusion there. It's just like straight to array. Yeah. And like, I mean, what you're saying about like dominating that category versus going and like trying to do a million all of the things yeah. or like be everything for everyone. Like, yes, I wear it and I'm not pregnant, but like you're the pregnant woman is your customer, you know, sure. like number one. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really important. Also for me, um, I didn't want to go out for VC funding or I didn't want to get any funding. I wanted to make sure that this worked by itself. I think Smart. we we live in a like a era where the more money you raise, <sighs> Yes. Like the the better your company is. I was like, that is not the. (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank you. Because we also bootstrapped it for like we didn't raise money until like a year and a half into the business. And like we put our wedding money into it and we like we were profitable within six months. Yeah. But the reason we wanted to do that instead of raise money was that we thought it was so important to actually have our minimum viable product MVP. Yeah. And understand good business economics before we took out took in outside capital or mm-hmm. even maybe we didn't need outside capital yeah. you know because I think what that teaches you is like good basics of business for sure and then when we did go out to raise our round I feel like we were just doing a lot better than what yeah. was out there so I think yeah. it's like it's so because I think from the outside like you look at headlines and it's like tech crunch so and so raised this much money and you think it's like really sexy and like, fact of the matter is, it's sexier to retain more ownership in yeah. your business. And what's going on behind the scenes and and also, like, why do, like, I don't know, we we were going to hire a PR company and they're like, are you, are you hiring us because you're looking for funding? And I was like, what? <laughs> that was kind of like the whole strategy, you know? I think it's good, you know, especially with growth to have partners yeah. that are really invested in what you're doing, not just, like, throwing money at you because then you can't really gauge, you know... 
where you're at. It's so true. I think anyone who is going out and looking for money, like don't get dumb money. Mm-hmm. Like if you can avoid getting dumb money, like yeah. avoid it. Yeah. Of course, like I understand like if someone's like in like, you know, they really need the money for their business and sure, whatever. But like, I think it's really important to be strategic about where you raise your money from and who your partners are because they will see it through even when things are not going well, you know? Yeah. And like when you need a sounding board to like give you advice, it's like really nice to have partners who are also like, they just get the vision and they like are invested in the company as well. For sure. And their influence too. I, I had a company I did want to get funding for and I was like, I don't want just the money. I want your influence. Like Absolutely. I want you to be, you know, a part of the brand. So yeah, there's that. And then also with Bumpsuit, really, 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 you know, dream bigger. So that concept to me is massive. That really informs my day to day. I think that we in general, we have like this, we have goals, right? And we hit our goal and then we create a new goal. I was taught instead of doing it that way, you think of like an outrageously unachievable goal, right? And that is like, don't even matter, doesn't even matter how outrageous the goal is. What would be like the number one thing that you would want to do in your life? Yeah. If you could do anything, like what's the, not that impacts you as an individual, you and your partner, you and your family, you and your group, you and your community, you and your city, you and your country. It's like, what is a goal that will impact the entire world? Let's start there. I love that. Right? So you start there. So I have a goal in my mind that's not going to just impact me directly or my community or it's going to impact like the whole world. So you have to think of a goal, which is hard. It's that's not easy. really hard. You have to be like, okay, what am I going to do? Little old me that's going to impact the whole world. So you start there and it becomes easier to, to fill in the middle once you have that. Because then instead of just going like this small goal that's going to impact me and then another small goal that's going to impact me and then another one, it's actually like, oh, well, that's the goal. So how are we going to get there? Well, you know what, Nicole, I think that when I speak to entrepreneurs, while I've never heard them like talk about it in that way, I feel like that's how they think. For sure. You know, because I think you need to have this like stretch goal as an entrepreneur and like Mm -hmm. really like a far off North Star in order to even be able to accomplish what you're accomplishing. Like, it's just like, I don't think you can think like a regular human being, you know, like it has to be these like just outrageous, like where you like, if you say it out loud to a normal person, they'd be like, what, what do you mean? Like, yeah. you really think you're going to do that? Like, but that's kind of how you have to but think. That's, that's the thing is like, when you say not like a normal human being, we are actually all the same yeah. and we have the same capabilities. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing, the normal human being, the thinking, it's just changing the thinking. Yeah. And then also, I think what's attached to that is you also, I don't think anything should exist without a component that is, that has a like a cause or a purpose. So for us, for me, I've always been about women and like Mm -hmm. empowering women and just I'm here to serve women. That's what I'm here for. So creating this product is great. It's a vessel, but the, the purpose comes in. So for example, we're launching this baby carrier, which I think is like the most innovative baby carrier on the market. We've been working on it for two years. It's called the Armadillo. It's boucle. Oh my God, what? I may actually get pregnant for this baby carrier specifically. It's like the, I would say like the Yeezys of baby carrier. You know, it's like very chic. It's like really just something else. So we're launching this product and instead of dumping all this marketing dollars into it, 
I'm like, how are we going to connect with our community? Because we're all, we're, we're launching an initiative now, which is all about community. So it's engaging our community. I think having a baby in this day and age can be so isolating. Totally. I think before it was like we were in communities or villages and everyone was helping. That's like where the phrase it takes a village comes from. The men would go out and hunt, then they'd come back when we needed a little fun in our lives or whatever. We were all doing it together. And that wisdom, that knowledge of like birthing, labor, pregnancy, you know, even issues like bloating or all the feminine issues were all shared because you couldn't hide anything. And if you had a bad experience, everyone would know about it. And if you had a great experience, everyone would know. If you had a complication, everyone would know about it. Yeah. And that mentality is so, it's gone except doing things like this where we can share in this way, which is so important. So we really want to bring back that village mentality and really just share all the experiences so women have that wisdom and they can make their own decisions based off all of this neutral knowledge. It's like, take what resonates with you, leave the rest. So we're activating community walks with the Armadillo and we're going to be walking all over America and we're just going to really encourage moms, new moms, pregnant, anyone that is like surrounding the, the like, nurturing and growth of a little being is welcome to join like the community and we're going to walk and talk and just like unite and create camaraderie and support one another in that way and so we're walking all over America so we'll pop up in a city near you <laughs> I I love this and it goes back to I mean I've, I've had this conversation I feel like a like so many times with like other friends who are founders as well where yeah. if you don't have community like nothing matters right and like I think just from like also a technical, like I guess strategic standpoint, people are overseeing you dump all your money into like celebrities and influencers yeah. and nothing for themselves. Like they are the paying customers. Like they should also feel like a VIP. Like they should feel like an influencer too. And, you know, doing things like this, activating through like very inexpensive community efforts. Like I don't think your community efforts need, if you're like a small kind of bootstrap brand and you don't have marketing dollars, let it be non-fancy. The customer yeah. wants to connect with the essence of a brand. And I think we live in an age where people buy into like how the brand makes them feel. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like they want to know the ethos of who they're buying from. Like who are they buying from? Like what does that brand stand for? And what better way to do that than like, you know, the idea of community. Yeah. I also think like people want to be involved in the products. Absolutely you know? they do. So it's like, what do you guys want? What do you guys need? Let us know. There's so many products in this particular, you know, niche that are just not there yet. So our, we really love when our customers are really telling us, like, I really want this. Because also I find that customers see things that sometimes we don't as business owners, because when you're in it, like sometimes you're just like not thinking and then you'll speak to a customer and you're like, wait a minute, what? Like we just launched, like our latest launch was a product for heartburn. Ooh, and yeah, is so, it pregnancy safe? Oh, so it's really <laughs> tough. That. Well, because the thing is that you have to check with your doctor because every woman yeah. is like, you know, um, individual. So some pregnant women take it yeah. because they were approved and others don't. It's tough to say fully pregnancy safe because you have to test an ingestible on pregnant women, which is really, it's unethical. So you yeah. can't do that. Yeah. But that's why we have to say that, like, you know, check with your doctor first. For sure. But it was because of my pregnant friends 
customers who are like, you need to do something with heartburn or acid reflux. Sure. Like, oh my God, I, I have I coffee and I'm just dying or like whatever. Like I hear about it all the time and I didn't even know it was such a common problem. It's the worst. Yeah. And the worst thing. Had we not had such an open line of communication with our customers, yeah. how would we know that? For sure. Like, I don't personally suffer from heartburn, but there's like a huge population of people that yeah. do. And I wouldn't have known about them yeah. had I not spoken to them, you know? So for sure. I'm surprised like this is an amazing product because I'm like, there's nothing that's like for bloating that's like so chic. And so thank you. you know, <laughs> it's like, I want to buy this. I don't want to go to the pharmacy and get like Pepto-Bismol or whatever they use. What do they use for bloating here? <laughs> like, I don't even know. Like gross. Yeah. Whatever. This is what I want sitting on my Well, the thing is that I realized like when we started the brand is that people would buy all these like supplements and it looked so medicinal. It would get shoved to the back of their pantry and then they'd like never take it again. And it was just like yeah. really ugly. And when we think about things that we actually use often, it's it also gives you this like really exciting, like beautiful experience that you want to interact with the product. You want to keep it out. And so you remember to use it as well. That's what we wanted to create with Array because there's no shame in the fact that we deal with these like health kind of hiccups, right? Yeah. Because no one is ashamed of the fact that they have dark circles or hyperpigmentation or acne. Like they go to Sephora and they get what they need, you know? And there's yeah. no like, what will people think? Like the there's no taboo around it. Yeah. Because like, I feel like skincare companies have done such a phenomenal job, like busting through that. And I feel like that's what we wanted to do in the wellness space. I love it. Especially around digestive health because. That's like, I don't know. I'm definitely this, this area for me. I'm just like, <laughs> I need this in my life. I love it. We'll get you de-bloated. You know? <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's like, I think your body just changes, you know? Absolutely. I'm like, have I, what have I been doing differently? That's why I thought I was pregnant. I was like, am I just the 1% that got pregnant off the IUD? <laughs> the IUD. <laughs> but I'm so fertile with my husband. We've had like, you know, I, that's why I have an IUD. I'm like, I got to have something. Oh my I'm God. Just... How, how, how old are all your kids? Eight, five and three. Oh my God, I can't believe you are a mom to I would have had a soccer team had I not. I don't even <laughs> want the IUD either. I'm so not into it. Oh my God. I hate it. It's probably causing the bloating or something. I've, probably I, have, all... I have heard that actually. So really? Yeah, yeah, I've heard oh, that. I want to so... take it out, but I'm like, don't want another kid right now. <laughs> it would be great for business, but <laughs> I'm just like, right now, I just love the fact that they're all out of diapers. A hundred percent. My husband and I are really excited to like take them hiking in like Zion National Park or something. It's oh, amazing. They all have their own backpacks. It is your name. It is but your now name. Now I have the baby carrier, so I could totally. <laughs> it's like my three year old, she brings me the baby carrier. Stop it, it right now. And that's much, so she's cute. three too. So it's like the thing about ours that's really amazing, tried and true, is it's the most comfortable one. We have like a back lumbar. I I go on two hour hikes with my three year old in it. What? Which is like I, I'm like, can we even say that it's can be used for up to I could carry her in it for another year easily. That's insane. Okay. She's I'm tall like... too. She's a big three year old. So I'm like, I don't know. This is amazing. I cook with her in it. She's three. She brings it to me. Where's the matcha armadillo? I'm like, the matcha one because she knows I drink matcha. And she's like, I don't know. I've got to like show you. Okay, I really need to see this. And I'm I'm like very excited that the timing worked out with this launch of yours. Yeah. It sounds incredible. Yeah, it's cool. So 
I like since we are talking about being a mom mm. and you're a business owner as well. And I feel like being a mom is like a job in and of itself. So how do you biz- like balance that and your business? Yeah, well, I have my kid here today. <laughs> <laughs> He's I sitting think, very quietly. But Zion, I actually, I'm I wanted him to come. It's like, I don't know, from the moment I had him, I was doing both. And I found a balance. It's really hard. But I think when you become a mom, before you become a mom, you think you're busy. Mm-hmm. And then you become a mom and you're like, oh, I was not busy. <laughs> This is busy. So it's a really a whole new level of like busy. I think your priorities really shift. So you kind of like weed out everything in your life that's just not serving you or not valuable to you. And then you just really hyper focus on things that really are meaningful to you. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, you also a lot of women have created their businesses when they've been pregnant. Like Netta Potter was created from a laptop in bed while pregnant. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So I'm like, I think when you nest and you're just like, I don't know, you're like, you have a child coming and their survival depends on you. And some some people become like nesters and very motherly and very nurturing. And some people become like hyper-focused to do something different in business. And everyone's so different with that. But I, my husband's always away. And I think that loneliness as well really fueled me because I needed to keep my brain stimulated Mm -hmm. because I'm like a hopeless romantic. I'm a Pisces and I'm like, I need a lot of attention and not having that and not being able to like bother him or, you know, he's really in a different world when he's away. Yeah. He's a rock star, by the way. (laughs) A model and a rock star. How cute are you guys? I cannot. I'm not a model. I'm just like a farm girl, really. (laughs) I'm just like a mom from the bush. But he, yeah, he was away I think that loneliness, it's kind of sad because I think I created like a really successful company out of just like being alone and needing to stimulate You know what, stimulate though, Nicole, somehow. what's really interesting is that Nish, Nish is my co-founder and he's my husband. And yeah. we were talking about this where like the, the craziest, like best companies are created from like, I don't know, this like like a place where you're just like having to do it. So like our business took off during the pandemic. Like what the hell else were we going to do? You know, like it was our sole focus. And like, that's what brought us joy. It was like what fulfilled us in like a time where you literally had nothing else. And I've heard the story from founders as well, where like they were like pushed to a wall and then they, they got creative and then they had all this time and energy to like just work on their ideas. Yeah. So it's variations of kind of like a similar thing, I feel it like. It really, really is. It's like that need to feel connected to something or, you know, to the community. Really, it's like a primal thing. It's like, how am I going to help my village? Like, yeah. what can I do? I can just sit here and be selfish and do whatever. I'm not that person, though. And I think after Bumps It, I'll keep doing it yeah. with like other different products it's like how can i how can i be helpful in this world you sound like me it's kind of insane <laughs> i feel I like i'm talking people? to myself like it's kind of weird yeah <laughs> so as a mom talk to me about like i guess like any routines that you have like what does your day even look like because you know it's interesting i was on a panel a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. we were talking about like wellness and business and how yeah. we like kind of merge the two categories. And I got a DM from someone being like, what about moms? Like, what are they like? What are, how are they kind of bringing the self care component? Yeah. Like how are they structuring their days, especially when they're business owners and they have like things happening outside of just their children. So I'd love yep. to get some insight into that. I'm going to like rock this up a little bit because okay, let's I, do it. everyone's like, you've got to take care of yourself. And self care has been like really pumped Uh 
into us these days. Yeah. Like, what does that mean to some people? You know what I mean? For me, it's like having a product like this that mm-hmm. can help my day. Mm-hmm. But really, self-care for me is just a little bit for myself, which is like a workout for me is enough. Yeah. Any more. And it's like, this is not self-care. This is annoying at this point. Well, um, I don't think it has to be this like long, huge thing. To. I think it's no. like whatever like whatever it is that grounds you. That could be five minutes. It It could could be one hour. And it could be anything, right? For me, self-care is also my business. The fact that I get to do my business and like sit here and talk to you, like how awesome. My team, I love my team. That for me is enough self-care. Everyone's like, you need to take time out and you need to. I'm like, first of all, I don't have time. And just having people say that to me is really draining. It's like, I'm good. I have this balance. It's like, yes, you know, I drive. Okay. So one of my things is like, we live out of town. We send our kids to school in the city and my office is in the city. Mm -hmm. So that drive can be up to two hours in the morning, which means I have to get up early, which is definitely not something I love, but my days are always great when I get up early. So I get up at six, I have three kids, get them ready. We drive in, it takes anywhere from like an hour to like two hours for drop off, depending Mm -hmm. on traffic, which is very like, yeah, that's a big it's a variation. Big variable. It's kind of tricky sometimes. But Austin's growing and you just never know what's it's a long distance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like if there's something that happens along the way, it can just really it's a really disaster. So we do that. And then I drop the kids off at school. And then we have someone that helps us do pickups three days a week. So they'll go hang out with her. And she's amazing. She's like part of our family. I love that. And then, yeah, on the weekends, we do lots of sports like I take over. We do like just chill out at home, cook. But my work days are really when I get, when I have help, Mm -hmm. (laughs) 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. I go all day. And then I'll get home. I'll work on the way home because some of our team are overseas. And then I'll like literally work until 1 a.m. So my team are getting emails from me (laughs) at 1 a.m. I just, I'm nonstop because I literally read every single email that's going through the company. I know everything that's going on. I just read everything so that I know what's going on. So if anyone has a question, I like, I know what's going on. It's really important to me. And I don't think I'll ever drop that, which is crazy because it's starting to become like a lot more emails. I wish they had like something that could just read your emails for you as you're driving. Yeah. And like, just like say it out loud. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's. (laughs) But yeah, I definitely, I have a lot of energy right now in my life. So I'm trying to just like follow that momentum and go with it. Until I'm like exhausted and I'm not doing anymore. (laughs) And then you also have like some content creation stuff that you do as well, like cooking and whatnot. Mm -hmm. When do you find time to do that? So that's a love of mine. So just whenever. I love cooking. But I'm really not like a... I've never really been like an Instagram content creation person. I'm so happy like behind the scenes. And I really want to like help people. So like talking about ideas or philosophies will become something that's more prominent mm-hmm. more so like I, I felt so uncomfortable like posting my outfit or something I don't know maybe it's because I did it for so long well I think that it like different pieces of content like types of content make yeah. someone feel like fulfilled right like my husband as well it's like he loves talking about business but like you know he's kind of like camera shy around like other things and I think Mm. like it's about finding what like fuels you you know and it's not the same for everyone like I would never in my life do a product 
like like you know a like a fashion purchase unboxing like I'd feel yeah. so uncomfortable being like I bought these shoes like yeah it's just like not who I am you know and so even though I love fashion and I I'll buy those shoes but I don't need to show them you know what I mean yeah so it's just it's interesting I feel like like for you like I've seen your cooking videos they're so fun I love, you know yeah, and it, like it. obviously it's something you enjoy doing for sure it's not a job but what do you how did you find what you wanted to because that's really interesting I've never thought about that because I always kind of like fight with my team. They're like, you need to post on Instagram. I'm like, I don't know what to like. I'm not passionate. That's exactly right. It's interesting because I like I've had this conversation with my husband. Right. And like he does not come from like my world at all. He's yeah. like very analytical. He comes from tech. Like he's very cerebral. Yeah. But he's super funny. He has like a lot of personality. So like if you see him on camera, you'll like never know that he's like the way that he is. But when it comes to him sharing content, he's like, he has had to figure out like what fuels him sort of. So it doesn't yeah. feel like a chore to him because I don't think that content creation is like a sustainable thing yeah. it, unless you're enjoying what you're sharing. And 100%. so I also think that that is an ebbs and flows and it evolves because, you know, when I started my career, I was posting about fashion and yeah. then I was like, I am so over talking and sharing how uh, talking about and sharing how how to like style a sweater. Like I I don't feel like that. Some people are so great at it though. Absolutely. And for a long time, like I like that brought me a lot of joy, you know? And then I got to a point where I'd evolved. I changed. And then I was like, okay, well, like this doesn't bring me joy anymore. Like I like talking about like more wellness things because I feel like that gives like that like I'm helping people more directly. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you're not helping people with fashion because let me tell you. No. Fashion creators have like showed me how to dress for you sure know? but it's all about- the styling tricks and how to put things together oh for my- sure exactly I, I can't do it but I love watching it exactly yeah. so it's just I think what you put out into the world has to make you feel like you're for making sure. a difference I think that's why the the chef Trumpio thing caught on like yeah. people were you know first it was like me modeling then it was like my kids like everyone was so obsessed with my kids and I was like I gotta stop posting them because like I was because it was my day to day, but yeah. I really respect their privacy. Mm-hmm. But then I started cooking and it got way more views than like anything that I'd ever done. And I was like, this is crazy. But you're right. It's because I just really love it so much. And I think it's the energy that comes off as well. Like I can always tell, like even when I'm watching someone's stories or someone's content where I'm like, you really wanted to do this. Yeah, for sure. Like, you put your heart into this for content, sure. you know? <laughs> I think what, how it started, like for me, it goes back to my purpose, mm-hmm. which is helping women. And I think like being in the kitchen, like that got a really bad rap for so long. It's like being a wife, being mm-hmm. a stay-at-home wife in the kitchen. I'm like, this shit is fun. It's so fun. I'm like, let me just show you how to make it easy. Like I don't even follow, I, I just make stuff up and it's yeah. like dump this in, dump that in. And then you could have like an elevated palette and plate it really nicely. And your husband's going to be like, oh, my God, what is this? And, you know, it's just really easy food that women can follow. And it's just fun in the kitchen. So it's like really empowering women in all ways. That's kind of. I I love to cook as well. And I am 100 percent with you where, you know, I, I get it. There is like this like big kind of push against like. Yeah. Women shouldn't be in the kitchen. I'm like, but what if I want to be? I don't yeah. want to eat my husband's dry salmon. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to eat that. It's horrible. It's actually really fun. <laughs> yeah. And that's the whole therapeutic. Like, I really let's enjoy- bring the fun back. I used to watch my mom cook and she was really stressed out. And so um, 
I had that perception because she had four kids, no mm-hmm. money. She was like figuring it out. You know, it's like hard. Then I saw my husband's mom cook and she was just like so cool, so graceful. She was just like putting stuff there. It wasn't like, get out of my way. Yeah. Don't touch this. Don't don't eat that. It's not ready yet. It's more like, cool. So what are you guys up to? And like, just, I was like, I want to be like her. And she really inspired me to take my mom's like cooking skills. Cause my mom was like an amazing chef, like mm-hmm. so good. And then her personality. And I just like merged the two. Yeah. We love it. <laughs> and then my little Australian like weirdness in there too. And my kids, they just, they love cooking. So they always come in. Oh my God. So cute. Okay. So before we wrap, I want to do a quick rapid fire. Ooh, okay. And I feel like some of these are going to be really easy for you. So number one, what is a habit that's a non-negotiable for you every day? Work. I love working. I don't know. Fair. It's my, it's not even work to me. It's what you enjoy. I love it. Number two, what is a book that you love? Not good to great. Something else. <laughs> How to Raise Successful People by Esther Wojcicki. Wow. Okay. Full of book recommendations. I really like it. Number three, what is actually it? for for your audience? Mm-hmm. Do less. Have you heard of that book? No. Incredible. Who is it by? Oof. I don't know, but it's. Let me just tell you because Wait, give me give me like a spark notes. What is it about? What can we expect? <sighs> so basically, it's it's you can. It's about doing less. So it's mm-hmm. about women and our cycle and how we should be doing certain things in, in certain times of our cycle. It's and true. also like the work day and how it should be split up. It's just like Kate Northrup. Yeah, Kate Northrup. It's really interesting. It even like it taught me how to bend time. Yeah. Well, you Our know, nanny's like you can bend time. It It's literally like it's such a simple book. It's small. It's small. It's like short. You can read it really quickly. And it's just like perfect for all women. I love that you're recommending a book for women and what to do around our cycles, because mm-hmm. it's really true. Like I just had a doctor on my podcast and she was talking about like hormones and how we are so different at each point of our cycles, like yeah. how we should be working out, what we should be eating, the mm-hmm. tasks that we should we we should be doing, yep. kind of conversations we should be having. They're different at when different points. When to be points. social, exactly. when to be nesting. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because our society is not set up to, it's set to up support for men. that. Yeah. It's set up for men who are like the same yeah. every day. And exactly. it's, that's not how we are, it's you know? Not. And that that's a great book because that's how we should be living. Like my team can work whenever they want. Okay, I'm... It's like, do whatever you want, work whenever you want, even though it's kind of like 24-7. <laughs> Maddie's like... <laughs> that like... You know, it's just like, you know, if you're going through stuff, you're going through stuff. If you need a break, you need a break. It's like, we're here to support you. Okay, I'm really excited to read this book. Okay, last question. What's a piece of advice you'd give to your younger self? Have more confidence. Yeah, I wish I had more confidence in terms of like getting out of what I didn't want to do earlier Mm -hmm. and starting because like we have interns and like assistants working for us now. And I'm like, man, I would have died paid anything to be in this room sitting at this table listening to these conversations because you learn so much it's true I always wanted to be someone's assistant I always wanted to like go and work with like the other side but because I had this career that I wasn't really like into I was like kind of torn Mm -hmm. it's like you you have this high paying like high glam supermodel whatever life and like how could you not want to do this you know it's true Um, so I wish I just would have like learned about intuition more because I think we innately know what we're meant to be doing and I think like listening to our intuition is so important 
It's true. And you know what? It's this is not even just advice for your younger self, because I know that there are tons of women out there who feel like they need to be changing their career direction and like they just stay in it. And because they're scared or, you know, they're in money handcuffs almost where you're getting paid a lot, but like you're not enjoying what you're doing. And let me tell you, life is really short. And I think that we should just be we should really be loving what we're doing. We really should. That should be the first like thing to check off is am I in love with what I'm doing? Yeah, 100%. Tell everyone where they can find you. Bumpsuit, tell us Instagram, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yours, all of it. So Bumpsuit on Instagram. We, we do a lot of like stuff on there. A lot of community driven activations. And then we have a great TikTok, which is hilarious and fun bumpsuit i'm my personal one is nick trumpio n-i-c-t-r-u-n-f-i-o it's a tough one and then chef trumpio for inspo in the kitchen amazing thank Um, you so much for being here this has been so so fun yeah thank you so much for listening if you loved the episode and feel like it brought you value don't forget to rate the show and leave a review it takes five seconds and really helps the show grow so i can keep bringing on awesome guests if you want to follow me behind the scenes, you can find me on Instagram at Sif And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss a thing. I drop new episodes every Tuesday. So come hang with me and shoot the shit with some really smart people. Learn and unlearn and have a lot of fun. See you next week. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.